So I was tasked to talk about the believer controlled by the Holy Spirit, and normally I have a lot of questions for the kids, so bear with me. I'm a little back and forth on it. So what do I mean by controlled by the Holy Spirit? As Okay, so we know as believers we have accepted Christ, we trust in the Lord, we repent of our sins, we turn away from those sins, and he gives us the helper we've talked about for the last couple weeks. And that helper does many things for us. Two things I'm going to talk about today is what the Holy Spirit does in your holiness in your life and the assurance in your life as a believer. One um, big point I want to throw out there is, I'm going to throw out a lot of scripture at y'all because I have it typed up. So if you guys want to open your books to Romans 6, 16 through 18, I'm going to lead into that. But the reason why I'm bringing that up is because we know we are, we are either slaves to Christ or slaves to sin. We are slaves to somebody. We are... And I say that as through Romans, where it says um, in Romans 6, 16, 18, Do you not know that the one to whom you present yourselves as slaves for obedience, you are slaves of that same one whom you obey? So whoever whom you obey, you are slaves to that one. Right? Either in sin, resulting in death, or of obedience, resulting in righteousness. But thanks be to God that though you were slaves of sin, you became obedient from the heart of that form in teaching, of teaching in which you were entrusted. And after being freed from sin, you became slaves to righteousness. And so as we go from those two aspects of slaves, from sin to righteousness, that's what we strive with the Holy Spirit. We're not a slave to sin anymore. We've been gifted with the helper, and now we're a slave to Christ. And what a joy. We praise God for that. That's the most beautiful thing we could hear. But when it comes down to the control part, I want to lead in that because now we know we have the Holy Spirit inside us and we lead on that. We know that no one can call Jesus Lord except the ones indwelled of the Holy Spirit. And it's a long phrase there. But in 1 Corinthians 12, 3, uh, I lead with, Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is accursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So one of the things we know that we have to have the Holy Spirit in order to consider like Jesus is Lord. Um, when we put our faith in Christ and believe in him, we make him our Lord and Savior. Now, it doesn't mean we can make him just our Savior and not our Lord. Um, it can't be just Lord and Savior. It's got to be all of it, right? I think the illustration I used to use a long time ago was, let's say I go to Ray's house and Ray opens the door, and he's like, who are you? And I'm like, well, I'm Stephen. Uh, and, and he's like, are you Stephen Cannon? It's like, yeah, well, you can't come in. It's got to be Stephen Cannon. Can't just be Stephen. Can't just be Cannon, right? And that's the same for Jesus Christ. He's either Jesus Christ, Savior and Lord, but it can't be one or the other. He's got to be Lord and Savior. He has to be the Lordship of our life too, as well as our Savior who saved us from our sins. Uh, we serve him that way. And so what I mean, the why I lead up with those parts is knowing that he is our Lord. He's our Savior. We know we're a slave to him and Christ. What a joy. And now it leads to the two parts of the Holy Spirit leading us in those ways. The first part I come with is holiness, okay? So with the Holy Spirit indwelled in us as believers, the Spirit guides us to always testify on Christ through the Word and to glorify Christ and always exalt Him through His living Word, which we read today as the Bible. As believers, we are, brought, we are also bought with a price. So as we live in holiness, we want to be as holy as God commands us to be holy. These are temples that the Holy Spirit lives in. Um, so in 1 Corinthians 6.20, it says, Or do you know, know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you have been bought for a price, therefore glorify God in your body. 
So we're commanded by God to glorify him because we are the living temple. And what does it mean to live a holy life in for Christ? It means to strive for the things of God, love the things God loves, and hate the things God hates. And since Christ purchased us by his atoning sacrifice, we are able to serve him as Lord and Savior. He has given us a helper to live this life. The Spirit will help us live and become more Christ-like, and a lot of people may know his progressive sanctification to grow in Christ and become more Christ-like in that pro- progression uh, to serve him. And what a joy we get to even do that. Um, we watch what we say and the things we do. The things we did in our past, we don't want to do anymore because that was our past. We're not known by our past. We're known in Christ now. The, the blood of Christ covers us. We're seen righteous in God's eyes, and so that's what we want to strive for. And that is a huge joy. Um, we call it sanctification. Spirit guides us to love the things of God and hate the things of the world. And God commands believers to be holy, which is only done through the working of the Spirit. First uh, Peter 1, 14 through 16 says, As obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lusts which were yours in your ignorance. But like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves also in all your behavior. Because it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. So we want to strive to be as holy as Christ is. And only help with the Spirit as he helps us through that holiness and living that life uh, obedient to Christ. The next part is just going to be with that assurance in the Spirit, right? Um, as believers, we have assurance in Christ since we've been sealed by the Holy Spirit that is proof that we are children of God. And Ephesians 1.13 says, In him you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise. And I think one of my favorite illustrations, which I was going to love to the kids on this one, where there's a scripture, one of my favorite verses in John 10, 27 through 29, where it says, My sheep listen to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. There's Christ's hand, okay? My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. So I love to think of it as that kind of illustration where you have the Holy Spirit and you, you trust in God and believe in him as the true Lord and Savior. Christ has you in his hand, okay? Do you think anyone can take you out of that? No. <laughs> Nobody can. I don't think anyone ever will, and no one should, right? But Christ has you in his hand. That's pretty good. And then just the, let's just top it off. Now you have God's hand over Christ's hand in that illustration. So Christ and God and the Spirit in you, it's, it's it's pretty fantastic when you think how beautiful that is, that no one could snatch us out of the Father's hand. And one scripture I lean on to to end this is Romans eight thirty-eight through 39. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor death, nor any other created thing will ever separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So we know through the Spirit we have the strife for holiness. He guides us to be, live a holy life to serve Christ. And we know through the assurance that we can't be snatched away. As long as we're true believers in serving him, you're either with him or you're against him. And as believers, we are for him because we want to serve God and live an obedient life to him as we are bought with a price on the cross. Um, so that's all I have this morning. It's going to be more children-oriented, but since there wasn't many, I'm glad you guys could listen to this. So I'm going to go ahead and get a quick prayer and We'll go into the worship, to worship our God. God, once again, we come to you and thank you for this time to glorify you in these words of the scripture. We thank you for the spirit that he helps us through so many things in our life, through, like we talked about, through the holiness, to live a holy life for you, to serve you as we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. 
we thank you that we have assurance in you, knowing that, you know, in the sense that one day we will die, but we'll die for you and glorify you every step of the way as we should as uh, believers in you, Lord. We pray for these times. We pray that even in the suffering, we can trust in you. In the good, we can trust in you. In the bad, knowing that you have control of everything and everything's been ordained by you and your providence. We love you and praise you. In your name we pray, amen.